Everyone got one, what's your opinion? This is the rare room, tongues won't be bitten Ain't no rules, just spill it And anybody can get it, no limit We get to kill it, you tuning it to the thrillers And no, ain't no stopping Any topic, even the random Big I hope that you ready, we entering in the zone soon We on a grown shit, welcome to the rare room That's it, that's all I got to say What's up, y'all? It's your boy, Hilliard Guest. Shout out, Rona. (laughs) 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 And you guys are listening to the Screenwriters Rant Room, where we keep it street, we keep it opinionated, and we keep it what? 2015. See, I'm glad it's not me this time. You got on Rona first. It's like, okay, because usually he's looking at me and blame me for making him laugh. I'm not doing anything. You see, I was sitting here on my best behavior. It was organically inspired. (laughs) She she wasn't doing that before, was she, Anna Kate? See. Don't you try to bring your sister <laughs> in here and try to like take sides. <laughs> Don't listen to him. He's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> so on this show, we discuss entertainment, TV, film, music, culture. See, I said music. That was cool, wasn't it? Yeah, how about it? <laughs> but our focus is always screenwriting, <laughs> stories, craft. And shit like that. Mm-hmm. See, I gotta say it by myself. If somebody else don't want to join in, with see, me, we you know? never decided you know that. You saying? always did you know that yourself. Saying? It wasn't like I was supposed to join. You supposed in. to join in with me? Okay, it sounds cool. Okay, let's try it again. No, I ain't gonna join. <laughs> I ain't gonna repeat. <laughs> Shit like that. (laughs) (laughs) So anyway, y'all hear her voice. That's my girl, Lisa Bolacaja. Mm -hmm. We call her the street nerdist. Yes. You know why? Interesting. Tell them why. Well, because sometimes I can come up with the academic side of things if I need to, to get very formal and let people understand that I know what I'm talking about. why else? But if I need to get gully, (laughs) if we need to get street with it, like if we need to like, if I need to pull some earrings out, (laughs) Vaseline on the face, corn roll the locks up. <laughs> Take the shoes off. Hold my keys. Mm-hmm. Wow. Mm-hmm. We'll get into it. Hold her back, y'all. Hold her back. Okay. <laughs> you know what I hold stepped my latte. Into, y'all. Exactly. <laughs> so that's Lisa Bolacaja, mm-hmm. y'all. That's the setup of the show. So if you guys are grown, let's get it in. Mm-hmm. So we got a cool ass guest for you guys today. My new sis. My new home team. <laughs> we be having some good conversations, yeah, don't we, baby? Don't? Yeah, we be going, already. We be going in. Uh, my girl, Rona, a.k.a. Ro. Y'all ain't allowed to call Ro if y'all don't know it like I do. That's my cousin right there. So, <laughs> and technically, she might actually be my cousin. I know. Like, we find okay. out for We're still doing a little dig Yes, right exactly. because she has the same last name as my daddy, and it's like, ain't too many of us. <laughs> With that mm-hmm. last name, Bennett. And it's mm-hmm. like, you know what? I bet you if I go back there and we show up at the same family reunion, I'd be like, hey, girl. <laughs> <laughs> so we got my girl, Rona Bennett, you guys. <clears throat> I'm you. talking singer, songwriter, actress, dancer, author, personal power coach. I like you saying personal power life coach. We got to get into that. Yeah. Can we, what do we call What's it? Like a quintuple threat? Like what, how many things? I mean, things how many that? hyphens you got in there, girl? Uh, like, it's you, not enough to be a triple threat anymore. Oh, no, like you got to no. be like. I swear nowadays. Uh, mm. Come on, man. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and most of you guys know her from, and you probably tired of hearing this shit, but it's just real shit. <laughs> most of you guys know her from In Vogue. Little Miss yeah. Popstar over there. I see yeah. I got the videotape. <laughs> mm-hmm. Look, I went to go to her little listening party the other day. Rona was getting it in too. New out, yeah. new, new songs coming out. What, yeah. what do you call that little um, R and B gumbo? It's my R&B R&B oh my gumbo. god, I love it. Okay, <laughs> let me tell you. Let me tell you something about this heifer over oh here. Oh my okay. god, <laughs> let me tell you something about Little Miss Rock. <laughs> she had at her listening party. It was very sexy. It was a nice little beautiful atmosphere. Thank you. Um, 
She had a little microphone set up with a big old carpet up under it, kind of like this one. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was beautiful. That one over there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it was beautiful. And so she came out and said, oh, you guys can go ahead and eat. Look, we got gumbo. This bitch had gumbo in there. <laughs> okay, wait, wait. She said, all right, okay. gumbo queen. And then she had shrimp gumbo. And you didn't call me to say, hey. I didn't know they had, I they could, had gumbo in there. You know what? I been, you could have slipped me a plate outside. Like, I had no problem. I didn't have to get in. If I couldn't get in, <laughs> if it wasn't on the, the list. You could have got in. You could just, like, where the bathroom <laughs> is, just slide the gumbo out the window. <laughs> like we in jail okay. and shit. <laughs> What's really going on? Exactly. Oh my God. So she had gumbo, mm-hmm. and she had vegetable gumbo, which I couldn't eat because it was too spicy for me. Um, too I like, spicy? I don't, what I don't is like wrong with you? Food. What is wrong I with you? I barely like barbecue when it's hot. Oh, my God. I'm going to stab you. I was spicy that night. I didn't even take any time to eat. I don't even think you eat all this stuff. Little Miss Healthy now. Well, I I don't eat the gumbo anymore. I've eaten everything, though, because I grew up on meat. So there's not much that Mm -hmm. I haven't eaten. I've just changed over the years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hence, her body is just like redonkulous, too. (laughs) Okay. Thank you. Kind of look like my girl Anna Kate over here. Okay. All all right now. (laughs) (laughs) That's my new assistant, Anna Kate, just for y'all to know. All right. So. If y'all grown, which we already said already because I'm just being stupid, um, <laughs> let's talk to you, Ro. Yes. So let's go back a little bit into where you come from and how you got into the game. I'm from Chicago, Illinois. Mm-hmm. town I would, right? Mm-hmm. I would say that um, it was about, I was probably seven or eight years old and I used to go and visit my grandmother's. In Montgomery, Alabama, okay. Okay. which is where my family is originally from. Country ass folk. Country Look at ass him. folk. Hey, in Alabama, come on. <laughs> the root of everything. Come on now. What do we do? Okay, uh-huh. so I was down there. My maternal grandmother was the one that really pointed out to my parents that mm-hmm. maybe there was something going on with me because she used to take care of foster kids and my cousins would visit. And then when we would all come together by the end of the summer, I had everybody put together for this talent show. Mm. And I would do this every time I came down. Mm-hmm. And then uh, when my grandmother shared this with my parents, my you know, they were like, all right, I guess we'll put right. it in like church choir right. or something. Right. So I did that. And then one day my mom and I were driving down the street. Uh, I remember this very vividly because we, my sister and I couldn't stand this brown Monte Carlo we used to have. It was the 1970s. <laughs> Rusted brown Monte Carlo, man. Everybody had that Carlo. Everybody wanted a Monte Carlo. Yes. Uh-huh. So we were driving down the street, and my mom is huge on education. Mm-hmm. And she's like, so what are you going to do? You know, what do you, you want to be when you mm-hmm. grow up? We had that conversation. I probably was about... 10 or 9 at this point. Damn, mom was like getting y'all early. She's she like, look, was. y'all got to have a plan Rude. right now, okay? Like, we're going to ruin these motherfuckers. I think it's good. If you're gonna, mm-hmm. We're already getting seeds planted, right. as it is, so right. why not plant those? Right. But I said, uh, I wanted to be a singer like Whitney Houston. Mm-hmm. And she's like, well, that's nice. <laughs> but what's your plan B? <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and I was like, I didn't, I, there is no plan B. Mm-hmm. You know, I didn't have a plan B. I was like, that's what I want to do. Right. And then I turned to her with all sincerity and she said she never forgot this moment mm-hmm. that I turned to her and I said, Mom, what can you do for me? Mm-hmm. And then that's when she knew that I was really serious mm-hmm. and that she needed to wow, support my vision. Right. What uh-huh. can you do for yeah. me? That's mm-hmm. deep. She was like, whoa. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I guess I'm going to support this kid. Right. <laughs> I-, I guess I'm turning into a manager. Right. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you know, because they weren't in the entertainment business. Mm-hmm. My mom worked for the government. My dad was a construction worker. So mm-hmm. this was all new for everybody. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm. That's how I got started. And then we started working locally in Chicago mm-hmm. and picked up some gigs. And my first, um, I did some like 
what do you call those voiceovers, radio commercials oh, when yes. I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And I did those uh, industrial films when you're like, it's mm-hmm. not only right. beer. And, you know, mm-hmm. you, right. and then I've my, done them. Yeah, right? I'm <laughs> sure. We, mm-hmm. This talented one. Mm-hmm. Anyway. Keep going, keep going. Yeah, so <laughs> <laughs> my first big break came from the inspiring Oprah Winfrey. Mm. Okay, tell the story, girl. Tell the story. Well, you know what? What's interesting, this, uh, for me now as an adult, when I look back, it's a metaphysical story. Hmm. Because um, I remember going down to the wire with another young lady for the screen test. Mm -hmm. And uh, I wanted it just as much as she did. Mm -hmm. And it came down to making a decision and uh, we were, I remember waiting. We, we got home and, you know, this was still in the day of the answering machine. Right. So <laughs> yeah. we turned on the answering machine and they're like, oh, we loved Rona, but she didn't get the part. Mm, and there. so we were like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. and that was probably the first major disappointment I mm-hmm. had dealt with. Mm-hmm. And my mom, we were all like, wow, did, we were expecting that I might pull this thing off, that mm-hmm. I would. But this is when I learned that the universe will make room for you. Right. Mm, because... Right. I wanted it just as much as this little girl. So mm-hmm. who's to say that we didn't desire it just the same? Mm-hmm. And they ended up calling us back in a few days, and we they said um, we didn't, you know, hire her for this part, but we created her best friend. Okay, created, mm-hmm. created. Okay, and okay. That's, that was how I got really? my job. Mm-hmm. And we were uh, singing in an aria conservatory. We used to sing opera music. Mm-hmm. It was like a music conservatory mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. was part of my character. Thank you. Nice. Did you get to meet Oprah? Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. We worked with her and everything. And mm-hmm. that was, I remember being very nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I got my first taste of uh, on location education when you learn on the set and mm-hmm. all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. it was pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah. So what was next for you? Uh, the next major gig, I became a Mouseketeer. Okay, we got to talk about that audition. <laughs> look, let's go back. I go, this, this happened right here. Look, she was with all the big ones. Okay, Christina, Justin, you was part of the, 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 the whole family right there yes. during that time, right? Yeah. So let's go back to, what was that audition like? For the... That was a cattle call, I guess that's really? what they call it. Yeah. When mm-hmm. they, Just a big open call. Big okay. old open call. And um, I don't even remember the whole... That's a blur for me. A mm-hmm. lot of some of this stuff is a blur, but I just remember going down you remember what to you the sang? wire. I don't even, I may have sang a Denise Williams song. Okay. And then we, <laughs> Denise, wait, which Denise? Williams? I go, how'd I go? Probably Give us a little let's bit. Hear for the boy. Oh, let's hear for the boy. Like okay. That. I go, I don't know how'd I go. How'd I go? <laughs> no, no, uh, She's gonna sing America. <laughs> <laughs> she gonna hold back the vocals on this <laughs> And we came out here mm-hmm. to Cali. That was my first. And you know what's interesting? Because I'm from the Great Plains, is what they call Chicago. Mm-hmm. There's no hilly places. When we came out here, all I can remember is like um, a, a mountain, a mountainous background, and it had these wood. It just it looked like a picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'd never seen it look like that, but it was real. Mm-hmm. But it looked like a postcard to me, and I just remember looking down this block out here, like, wow, this is so different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now it's commonplace. Right. But right. Back then, it was a big change for me. And how, and how long were you on on that show? Four seasons. Four seasons. Mm-hmm. Wow. My goodness. Mm-hmm. You definitely got your. Training then there, huh? You know what? Did y'all I, sing, dance, act? Y'all did everything. We did everything. And when I tell people what we did five days a week, there were five shows a week, five days a week. Five shows a week. How they orchestrated 22, 24 kids at one point, because we finished the show out. So mm-hmm. when I first started, um, Brittany and Christy, they weren't there yet. Okay. But when, they, when the whole thing came together, I was amazed, especially now, 
I'm like, how did they get us all in these places? We had dance rehearsal, we had acting, we had to do the skits and stuff. Mm-hmm. We had to go. I we used to travel and um, you know do specials on different yeah. things. I went to mm-hmm. a glacier in Africa. Yeah. I mean, uh, <laughs> in uh, Alaska. Mm-hmm. You know, you do these little special things. We used to. Uh, interviewed the stars of that time. We'd mm-hmm. have Jesse Jackson come mm-hmm. on or Brian McKnight. I mean, we were doing some really cool stuff. Mm-hmm. And I used to think they had the best kept secret because I remember when um, Christina, in particular, mm-hmm. came in. The she said, kids. like, that's her cousin. Like, <laughs> Christina. <laughs> Christina. <laughs> Let me go way Jessie. back. She, she ain't nobody. She ain't she nobody. She just came in. Like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I remember they were introducing us to the new kids, quote mm-hmm. unquote. And we all went out to what they call the beach. This is where the kids that came to visit the show would sit in the audience or whatever. Mm. And so we were all, the, the kids who had been there were sitting there and we were waiting for them to perform. And they were doing Love Can Move Mountains by um, Celine Dion. Mm-hmm. And all of them sang and everybody was really talented. And then, But when this girl, Christina, came mm-hmm. out, we were like, what? <laughs> she sounded like that, no kidding, at 12. I believe mm. it. I believe it. Because and we were like, well, who do you study? Like, how did you? How do you sound like this? She mm. studied like Aretha Franklin and oh, all these yeah. greats. When of she course was like she eight. did. Mm-hmm. Well, of course she did. Okay, you know what they call that? You know what they call that? Mm-hmm. Prodigy, prodigy, bitch. Okay. Prodigy. <laughs> I'm gonna listen and learn from the great ones <laughs> and bring it to you. Ten thousand hours before I was ten. Bitch. Okay, ten thousand hours. hours before I was ten. <laughs> How about that? Oh my god! Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. Mm-hmm. Amazing. That's so, cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So what's next? Why are you trying to skip everything? I'm not skipping anything. Um, <laughs> what was next? After that, now, how, how old were you around that time? I did that from 14 to 18. Okay. And then I moved out here. Okay. I just wanted to come with a big dog's play. Mm-hmm. I wanted to see if I could, quote unquote, make it. Mm-hmm. And so I came out here and then I started. Now, did you come out here want to be an actor? Did you come out here to sing? Would you, would you I was an entertainer. Okay. All around. All around. All right. Because that's really what we did. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, I was just down for whatever. Mm-hmm. And I ended up getting a, a record. Did I go? I passed on a record deal at that time. But oh, I, really? my first major gigs were t- TV. Mm-hmm. So I did guest star spots. And then mm-hmm. I did a wacky show called Homeboys in Outer Space mm-hmm. back in the day. <laughs> yes. We remember. <laughs> we remember. <laughs> you might have talked bad about yeah. us for a little bit. That's okay. I didn't say nothing bad. I mean, <laughs> oh, that I was, got that was Lisa. by the NAACP. Thank, thank God the Twitter, <laughs> Twitter did not exist back in those days. <laughs> Can you imagine? Oh, my God. Wow. You know what? Do what you got to do. There you have it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that was that. And then... Um, more shows later, and then I finally signed with Rodney Jerkins. I was okay. the first oh, lady Jerkins. of his yeah re- record company mm-hmm. back in the day. And I okay, let me let me back you up. What's it like going in? Because just so you know, my show is about how. Yeah, let's so talk about it. I'm going to be inter- interrupting you sometime when you say, and then this happened. I'm be like, okay, motherfucker, how? <laughs> <laughs> you go ahead and ask right. away. So let's talk about for the because there might be some singers out there, right, who would love to sign with. Like a Rodney Jerkins. Absolutely. What's it like to get the meeting with them, and what's it like to audition for them to even get ready to be, what's the word I'm using, to be accepted to be in his record company? Mm-hmm. You know, what's, to get signed? 
I can't say that my situation is very normal. I okay. had a very unorthodox meeting, a very unorthodox way of getting signed. Okay. I mean, I think that everybody's story, at the end of the day, it's unique. Sure. Um, when I hear about how people got signed or how they got discovered, everybody's story is kind of different. Right. Mm-hmm. Nowadays, it's starting to sound more the same because you can be discovered online or right. whatever. But back right. in the day, that wasn't the way that it necessarily happened. Okay. Uh, for me... I was already singing and songwriting, and the guy who was managing me at the time was like, Rodney needs to hear this song for Whitney Houston's My Love Is Your Love Project. Mm-hmm. I had this ballad out of mm-hmm. it, and I used to be what they would call a balladeer. Mm-hmm. So um, he was like, you know, this would be great for Whitney, and I was the only person I could see giving it to, because mm-hmm. that was my childhood. I, mm-hmm. so I'm like, oh, Whitney, okay, mm-hmm. I'll, you know, right. I'll let her have it. Right. And so um, I had to go and meet Rodney at the studio, and I didn't know how he would have me to show him the song, but we were right in the lobby, and he's like, well, sing the song. And I'm like... <laughs> in the lobby. I, okay. <laughs> people walking I, by. I, I'm I'm right right going to need you to sing right now. You're like, I got a belt okay. to Okay. <laughs> so that was strange, and I'm very shy in mm. front of smaller audiences. Okay. So I was like, oh, I got to get past this fear mm-hmm. right now. And I got so, to interrupt you really quick. I gotta yeah. So let me tell you something about this one over here. So... She was having her little listening party the other day. This one gets up on the mic like, y'all don't even know. I was so nervous today. I'm like, what you mean you nervous today? This bitch has been all over the world, okay? okay? Singing and traveling with Vogue and everybody else. Mm-hmm. And she nervous in front of like 50 people. No, but you know what? I've heard that a lot. Like, I, used to, so hear, I, used, to, I used to hear I that like, from like Michael Jackson and all those people mm-hmm. where... Big, ginormous stadiums, not a problem. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the smaller the group, because it's a little bit more intimate and it's mm-hmm. a little bit more, And hey, we're all your all friends. Eyes on you, and all the eyes is mm-hmm. there and it's right there. So I can kind of understand where yeah. it's a little bit. But I was teasing her about it, though. Mm-hmm. He was. <laughs> he was giving me a note. <laughs> <laughs> so right there in the lobby. So in the lobby, um, and he says, sing it here. And mm-hmm. I'm like, whoa, I got to get over this fear right now. <laughs> so I just click something in my brain and I just started to sing the song. And later, maybe later that day, he calls my management back and he says, we don't want the song, but we want Rona. Hmm. And that's how I got that deal. Mm-hmm. Ah, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's not bad. Yeah. Wow. And so they got now, you. That was back when they made yeah. albums and shit, right? That's when we made LPs, long <laughs> okay. play. Oh, good, the good music. The good old days. You know, the good, yeah. that, was, that was just before the collapse of the industry. Because, you know, mm. once that 9-11 thing hit, everything mm-hmm. changed. Mm-hmm. This was bef- just before that. This right. was in 99. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Interesting. yeah. So how long were you on his, on his um, label? Um, I don't know. Because at the same... Well, a couple years... I. I did one of the things, basically, and I you will talk about me writing yeah, books. Yeah, I talk about this in my books or whatever, but um, when you wanted to break a superstar back in the day, you would mm-hmm. take them overseas first. Mm-hmm. Okay. So I went on like a mini world tour okay. before I even hit America, and I really never got back to American soil, oh, really? surprisingly. So people knew you over American there. Artist. Right. Yeah. Interesting. She can't even walk down the street. Uh, okay. <laughs> I don't know about all of that. People, but, people dropping their croissants and stuff. I'm like, it's right. <laughs> but that's where it began right. for me. Right. And then I, uh, after, in the middle of that, I was on the Jamie Foxx show. Mm-hmm. And um, so all of that to me is like a... Bro. With the, the jingle, that shit. The, with the jingles, yeah. That shit. Did you remember that episode? <laughs> Our Jamie was complete. That shit mm-hmm. was killing me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that was fun times. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. Actually, Jamie, Jamie was trying to hang with you a little bit at the Jamie end. Jamie Foxx can sing his oh, face off to me. He can sing. Oh, he's, he's super talented. No joke, yeah. I don't know. I don't know what happened when he did that Star Spangled Banner thing. Whatever the hell. That, but but we know he can block. No, he God, really yes. can sing. Can yes, really, really, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. definitely. So you did Europe, and then did what? Europe came back to America for a little bit. I think maybe my single made it to one of the U.S. It was the U.S. Hot Dance Club play. Okay. Um, <clears throat> And um, and then after that, I had I experienced what a lot of artists experience, mm-hmm. which is nothing. Mm. <laughs> now, what's that time? So, what's that time like then? That was interesting when you when you think you're going one place mm-hmm. and you end up in another place. Mm-hmm. Now, of course, I look back hindsight. I remember there's a couple things that happened. One of them I don't even like to necessarily bring up because I always felt so protected mm-hmm. uh, about it. You know, talking to um, uh, one of the more major people, I should say, very major person yeah, in the industry. You have to say their name. Right. And um, them telling me that I needed to go a certain direction for my, and I was like, well, I'm going to stay with my guy who brought mm-hmm. me on board, and who knows how much that mm-hmm. might have affected right. my forward movement. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, also, I remember being in London, mm-hmm. and they were doing, getting ready to do my world showcase. So mm-hmm. everybody from Sony, cause it, uh, dark child was a subsidiary of Sony mm-hmm. company. Okay. So Sony, Australia, Sony, Japan, right. Sony, right. whatever, ever there was a right. Sony, they were flying in for this yeah. mm-hmm. showcase. And I can remember not sleeping for, I used to think it was 60 hours. That's how long Are it felt. It could have been 48 hours, wow. 48 hours. is. Yeah. I remember calling my mom in tears on the floor. Like I can't go to sleep. You know, uh, I think I was just too uh, abuzz with, whatever li- what was happening in yeah. my life and mm-hmm. I could not bring it down to a two and I needed to rest for my showcase and I was like yo mm-hmm. but I also remember since we speak about how mm-hmm. fear mm-hmm. and fear let's is go in. a mm-hmm. let's go fear is a debilitator fear um, brings in doubt yes. fear takes away confidence fear can tell you that something exists that doesn't exist. Mm-hmm. Fear is just something else, mm-hmm. you know? And I remember experiencing fear. Now, l- looking back now, I'm So you had anxiety glad. and yeah, all I that stuff. Yeah, I had all kinds of stuff yeah. going on. And then I also think that there were certain things about my music that weren't necessarily the most authentic for me. And maybe part mm-hmm. of my soul, my spirit was like, I'm this ain't quite you. the right. way mm-hmm. you want to go, mama. Mm-hmm. You know? And it wasn't like it was like causing me, um, I wasn't stripping naked or something like that, but right. just wasn't as connected as I think maybe my spirit or soul needed to be to move mm-hmm. forward in that way. Okay. So I think it was a few factors. I don't think mm-hmm. it's always something you can put your hand on. Right. It's not always tangible. It's sure, intangible sure. stuff that can get in the way mm-hmm. of why things don't happen okay. the way they happen. Mm-hmm. So I just remember that and getting through that moment, but I remember <clears throat> being very aware of fear and I always knew that fear could could stop or close doors that are open or, mm-hmm. you know, move you in other directions that you didn't anticipate. How did you come out of that then? I mean, life happened. Mm-hmm. I got back. Because um, <clears throat> you still had to perform in front of all that. Oh, yeah. It went great. Okay. The showcase went great. Whatever. I just take responsibility for everything that happens okay. in my life, the good, bad, the indifferent. Mm-hmm. And that helps me to take the next best step, step for myself. Because mm-hmm. if I'm pointing the finger, I can't, get my, I can't operate out of my power like mm-hmm. that. So even at a very young age, I knew that. Mm-hmm. I was like, where did you, what did you do 
right. to contribute to your right. situation. Mm-hmm. I was there with that. So <laughs> I've always accepted my responsibility, even though people looked at my situation as like, well, look, he did this. Mm-hmm. You know, this is when it rained on him, it rained on you. You mm-hmm. were under this umbrella. I'm like, yeah, whatever. That mm-hmm. was still something that mm-hmm. I was, you know, a part of possibly mm-hmm. creating. Yeah. That's so smart. wait, quick right. question though, because you know. When when you mentioned that a lot of artists go over to Europe first before they come over, because I remember back in the old days when people when Terrence Trent Darby first came mm. out, and everybody's like, That's "Oh, my, he's like blah blah blah." That's my dude I'm right like, "He's from the United States, but he had to go over there." Mm-hmm. Blow I always up, thought he was English, and then come back. Too. Well, yeah. Jordy Wiley did the same thing. Mm-hmm. Left here, mm-hmm. went over there, and when she came back, she was like a beast. You know, it's like so a lot of us go over there. So my question to you is this: Why you were there? Did you ever work with or, or with Omar? He's one of my favorite singers in in, no. in London. Oh I don't even know if I'm familiar with Omar. Oh my god! Yeah, you gotta look, look him up. Okay. He does a lot of production, did a lot of producing, but he's like one of my favorite like Black British soul singers. Mm-hmm. And I know he did a lot of producing over there when a lot of the Black soul music was coming over from Britain. Mm-hmm. It was like is Omar just Omar the name Omar? Omar. Uh, his name is, is Omar Lifuk. Okay. His last name, but if okay. you look up Omar, he's Fantastic, and there were a lot of American artists. I can't, there was one sister, I can't remember her name. Um, he was working with a lot of because a lot of American artists would go over there. Like, I remember a couple years ago, well, a few years ago, <laughs> Angie Stone has worked with mm-hmm. him. Other people would go over and do stuff and then come back and have some really, really good music. Mm-hmm. So, I'm just curious because, like, when you're over in London, it's like, Did you meet Omar? <laughs> I didn't, but now, now you just planted a seed. I'm gonna go check you him need out. To check I him love out. Good music. No, yeah. he is amazing, he's okay. amazing. Great producer, and he just knows how to like just really good soul music. And he's really good at working with artists, like bringing out the sound that I think they really want for themselves. A lot of times you work with different producers, Mm -hmm. but I always feel like when he works with different musicians and people and singers, when those records come out, it's like he let them be themselves. How about that? That's so huge. (laughs) He let them be themselves. He elevates them. Yeah, Yeah. he's like, do here, do you. Yeah, I was just watching. The um, like one of my favorite shows on TV is um, Unsung. Yeah, yes. and I was just watching the one with DJ Quick. I'm like, DJ Quick, Unsung, he's still in the game. That's interesting. But that, yeah, I thought it was kind of funny, mm-hmm. but I didn't realize how many groups he's produced as a producer. Yes, stupid talented, stupid talented, stupid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. totally underrated. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. why he was on Unsung because he's yeah. underrated. And that's why but everybody called, who knows, and that's why it's called Unsung. Correct. <laughs> but everybody who knows knows he's in the game, and that yeah. he still can produce you and turn you into a hit. Right. Yeah. You know, whatever. Yeah. But I just didn't even put together like some of the groups that he was, or, or singers that he. You know, would just go, right. you need a little bit of this. This, yeah. And let me rap on it, too. Right. <laughs> right. That's you know right. I mean? <laughs> That's right. I'm going to give you this, but I'm going to put a couple yeah. bars on there. But I just always find, that, yes. I always find that, like, totally fascinating, mm-hmm. you know, um, in, that, in that world. And one of the reasons why I wanted to have you on, <clears throat> you know, since we're here, I might as well just go ahead and throw it on out there. Mm-hmm. So uh, Rona came in. She's friends with... Pamela Asmi Andrew, shout out to you, um, to my girl. Uh, she's the one who helped me pay for some of the shit right here. So, <laughs> <laughs> that's my girl. Uh-huh. Um, so Rona came in and read for Architects of Crime, this new sci-fi project okay, that I'm doing. Yeah. And Rona, of course, got the part. Mm-hmm. Now, let me tell you something interesting, Rona. Yes. So, <laughs> with you and David in particular, David's the other guy who started in it. David, mm-hmm. um, what's his name? Senate. David, I was about to call him Santiago. Oh, I'm going blank on his last name all of a sudden. Anyway, when you and David came in, yes. you guys did something interesting in casting. Listen to this. Hmm. 
Trip this out. <clears throat> Sometimes you'll go in. The, I think you were one of the first people who came in earlier that day. I feel like you were for okay. some reason for, in my head. Yeah. All I know is I remember you. Okay. Right? Same thing with David. DeSalvo, that's his name. Yeah. So David came in and you came in, and we didn't remember anybody else, no matter how many people kept reading that. And a lot of people came in for your role. Yeah. I mean, dozens. And every time somebody would come to me and go, she wasn't a good role, though. She wasn't a good. Oh. <laughs> or, or David Carey. Yeah. I, don't, I only picture David. I only picture. And wow. we kept going back and forth between you playing Jasmine and playing the role that you, the detective that you played. And we're going, she could do either one. It doesn't right. really wow. matter. You right. know what I mean? Right. That's how good you were to where, no, I'm being real, mm-hmm. to where, and there were dozens of really good people who came in who could have done it, right? But they weren't you, right? Oh my goodness! So right. sometimes you come into an audition and you set the bar, and I know you've seen them in auditions too from the projects you do, mm-hmm. and you set the bar, and everything and you is can't get to anybody that, yeah. else in your head, no yeah. matter how good they are. You only start seeing them in that way. Mm-hmm. Oh my goodness. So that's what you did for me, and I was going, okay, I got to find a lot more. I got to write a whole project for Rona. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Because you can handle it. Mm-hmm. Oh my you know goodness! What I mean? Thank mm-hmm. you. Yeah, yeah. You just made my heart smile right no now. No doubt, no doubt. But I think a lot of that too is because not only are you talented, but also because you're well rounded in your talent. Mm-hmm. You know, a lot of people come audition, they only do one type of thing, mm-hmm. but because of your background with Mickey Mouse Club, all that stuff, that show, just everything, and they don't, I don't. I don't think anyone does that anymore mm-hmm. in terms of when they're cultivating talent, doing everything. Because everybody that you were on that show with as a child, skyrocket. They can do everything. Some of yeah. them are singers. Some of them, some of them are actors and singers. They yeah. do it all. Mm-hmm. But I think it's because they were grounded in a whole That's a really good point. That's the best school you can do, right? It's like a finishing school and I that they can do anything. Awesome. You yeah. know? Yeah. They just don't yeah. cultivate artists like that anymore. No. So I think a lot of that, too, when you come in, because probably your confidence, too, like, I can do whatever. I'm mm-hmm. bringing whatever you need me to do. But you know what? I had to get back into a zone with that. that I still had to learn how to hone, uh, even working with Pam mm-hmm. in particular, mm-hmm. has been so big for my confidence because mm-hmm. I was out of the game for a cool minute. Oh, I've been we gonna get into for that. just... Okay. <laughs> oh. <laughs> she thought I forgot. You, girl, you must not know who you're dealing with, girl. So I had to step in and get my game back up. Okay, what you got? <laughs> <laughs> so let's get into In Vogue right quick. Yes. So how did that come about for you? So you came in later. Yes. You weren't there from the beginning. No. Right. So how did that come about for you to get into the group in Vogue? At the time, I was songwriting and singing again. Mm-hmm. And another Mouseketeer friend, shout out to Ricky Luna, who mm-hmm. has won Latin Grammys at this mm-hmm. moment. I am very proud of you. You were part of like the biggest school of everybody. When like, I tell you big, some of the it? people that like some people don't know Ryan Gosling. Oh, God. I was yeah. going to mention Ryan Gosling, yeah. but I didn't want to say anything. It's like, yeah. so how cute was Ryan I'm, Gosling I'm, when you were little? And who would have thought? I'm like, Ryan. I remember when I would see him like. Is that Ryan? And now you're saying you're like, y'all need to stop playing. Okay. (laughs) He's a man now. He's a man. I'm like, I lost Ryan. Ryan, man. (laughs) You're like, had I known. And I can, okay. And I was like, so shocked. And Justin, Mm -hmm. who would have thought he's like the, he's one of the biggest pop stars out today. Every album is the shit. Beast. And he'd be writing and producing, okay? Come on. Like, 
I, I just I knew they had the best kept secret, but I didn't know it was that dang gone mm-hmm. good. And mm-hmm. if I I could go off of a list of people, and people were like, "Whoa, wow!" And some of them aren't in the forefront; they're behind behind the scenes, they're producing yeah. things, and they're mm-hmm. writing things. And right. Some of them are still getting put on. Like mm-hmm. another one is now starting to come up as an executive producer. He just booked some more acting stuff. Mm-hmm. And he's probably gonna get some more. Ch- I'm just like, man, it Ruff, doesn't... It's like you need to have a, uh, what do they call it, a, um, not an anniversary, with a reunion a party. We've been talking about this for years, and I'll even say this, and shout out to the MMC fan base. They are so hardcore. Mm. They have been there from day one. You would think we were still kids, mm-hmm. the way we still deal with right, each other. And we're right. like 40s and 30s. <laughs> do you know and how it, hot you know? that would be to bring mm-hmm. all those people back and do like a showcase show, a variety special, something? Oh, you know what I mean? Really, really mm. cool. We've been talking about it for a cool minute. It just hasn't happened. And the fans are still like, what are you guys doing? Mm-hmm. Where's that? Maybe that's something you should pitch to Disney. Let them motherfuckers pay for I'm that shit. I'm surprised they haven't done it, to be well, quite maybe honest. Maybe you need to go like in a musical let me thing. Let's yeah. yeah. go in and pitch it to <laughs> He's like, well, we are in the you know, I got five on it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like a retrospect. Just it would just be such a cool concept, and I'm just shocked that they haven't taken advantage of that. With, especially with that with class, that caliber, that caliber of people. I am you know? too. But see that's your next. Know. See that's your next. Look, you, there you go. Somebody gonna hear this shit and be like, oh, Rona, we have an idea." I'm like, this, wait a minute. We got the. Tape, I think bitch. they tried the it, but I'm not sure why it didn't go through. I'm like wondering what. Probably scheduling. Just yeah. everybody's schedules probably I do crazy. Think that mm-hmm. I think that difficult. getting all the stars in one place would be bananas. Mm-hmm. But you know, it's mm-hmm. worth the shot, yeah. even if it's remote. We live in this day and age where you could do it. Yeah, several different places. Yeah. And, and all right, different all right Ro, don't don't put another project on my plate because I'm gonna follow through, Queen. <laughs> <laughs> but that could be a hit though mm-hmm. yeah you know what I mean mm-hmm. it could be a little TV movie or something mm-hmm. if you wanted you know mm-hmm. like y'all did the Invo Christmas and some shit you know if you wanted mm-hmm. tis true mm-hmm. tis true mm-hmm. <laughs> well I'm seeing mm-hmm. <laughs> he's so silly so, so you were talking about one of the people from there is the one who hooked you up with Invo correct uh, so he called me in to do um, a demo mm-hmm and the producer that he was working with was like, I don't know if you'd be interested in something something like this, but In Vogue is looking for another member. Mm. I, and I, at the time, was thinking just as a solo artist, I, ne- I hadn't really entertained being in a group. Mm-hmm. I was like, well, you never know. Like, you know, okay, so I met Denny, who was mm-hmm. one of the founding members of mm-hmm. the group. And I showed him uh, some stuff that I recorded and the stuff from Rodney, because this was after the fact, mm-hmm. and things that I had written. And he was like, I want to take you up to meet the the ladies. So mm-hmm. I flew up to Oakland, and that was it. I met him. Y'all just clicked. We just clicked, and because y'all are. y'all on stage together still feel tight, you know. Thank you. Even though it's three of y'all now, it still feels tight. Thank mm-hmm. you very the much. The vocals still on point. Thank you. All of y'all still sexy. Hey, <laughs> you know what I mean. <laughs> you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. They still Thank y'all you. still got it. Personate you know I mean? that. But you look pretty mm-hmm. self. I see you. Trying to look like a girl me, that's all. Oh. You know? <laughs> Thank you, though. I appreciate that. So tell me, what, what was it like coming into a group that had already existed? What's, it, what's that like? Especially a popular group. What's, right. what's that like? Um, you know what I think about is when I was probably about 13 years mm-hmm. old and In Vogue came to, I want to say, Washington Park mm-hmm. in Chicago and watching them for, as a spectator. Mm-hmm. And um, Boy, never thinking for a life, second <laughs> right. that that would be my reality mm-hmm. right. when I got older. Right. Mm-hmm. So in that sense, 
crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, in another sense, I felt prepared because of my background. Okay. So, mm-hmm. yeah. It must be kind of interesting going from being the solo artist to joining the group. <clears throat> now you got to split them up. <laughs> right? <laughs> now, I'm not asking you how much in any kind of way. Yeah, but yeah. What, is, what is that for, for a young artist? Yes. Now, we all see Making the Band and all these other shows like that. How do you, how does it work for a band to be put together like that? What, what are the expectations of a group like that? Like, what can you expect coming into a group? Well, you know, the, the, the good thing for me is that the brand for En Vogue was already mm-hmm. there. They were beautiful women, mm-hmm. classy. These mm-hmm. are things you associated with the brand, at least, that right. I knew of. Mm-hmm. Right. Beautiful, classy, and talented. Mm-hmm. That was their That's you. Thing. That's you. I appreciate that. <laughs> <laughs> I got on a good that day. That was a little intimidating, <laughs> a little bit, because I'm like, I really didn't put, think of myself a certain way, mm-hmm. but going into a group that was so iconic for that, mm-hmm. it was that was interesting. Mm-hmm. So my main focus was that... I would come in there and at least keep with the integrity mm-hmm. of what was there, but not lose who I was because mm-hmm. I didn't want to be anybody else and right. I didn't know how to be anybody else. Mm-hmm. And over the years, I've learned even more so the art of being in a group. Mm. I almost well, talk, write tell, a tell us about mini that. Talk about that. Mm. I think that because if you notice nowadays, a lot of groups don't stay together. They do mm-hmm. not. Okay, and, and two, this is two years not even nowadays. Like, Especially now, because mm-hmm. we're such an instant gratification yep. culture. Right. But back in the day, you still had groups that fell apart. Mm-hmm. And, and that's not to say that it's all bad. Sometimes you just don't grow in the same direction. Mm-hmm. Sometimes what you want changes, and you have every right to evolve right. into mm-hmm. whatever that is. Like David Ruffin thought they couldn't do it without him. They're well, like, well, we're going to keep going for the next 60 years. And you go see them. And, and you're okay. going to try to come back. Okay. <laughs> okay? You go yeah. see them at Great America if okay. you want to. That's all yeah. I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> True enough. True oh enough. So I just think um, that. So there's, a, there's a dynamic there? There is. And I think, you know, you got to be willing to compromise. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to be willing to share the spotlight, mm-hmm. which can be fun, right. mm-hmm. you know, as opposed to something that you're like, oh, I'm trying to get up. Mm-hmm. No, I actually enjoy mm-hmm. backing you up and creating a sound mm-hmm. and creating the right kind of support that mm-hmm. presents the right kind of picture because it's, it's an overall thing. It's not just this individual right. thing. So I imagine myself being a part of like, let's say, for lack of a better way, mm-hmm. um, uh, a quilt, mm-hmm. you know, and and. In order for the quilt to look good, mm-hmm. you got this patchwork, right. and each thing is patched. But you need each part of the patchwork right, for the quilt, quilt to look good. Mm-hmm. So I, I think of it more like that, where it's it's um, a presentation of a whole thing, which mm-hmm. in essence you're still a part of, mm-hmm. and are very much the integral part of making that work. Mm-hmm. You know, um, good stage etiquette. You know, supporting mm-hmm. your 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 fellow members and allowing them like because what you give them they give to you what you give out you give back I mm-hmm. believe in that you I know what I mean yeah. so just being a part of that reciprocal process and um, and then if you really desire that go do your own thing I just did my own EP I don't mm-hmm. know, didn't necessarily do it for that purpose I was mm-hmm. just glad to get the inspiration again because I didn't want to I didn't have any inspiration to make music on my own right. for years no, let me ask you a question about that now a lot of us, and I understand the music business is slightly different than the film business, but yeah. say you're on a TV show, right, as, as a producer on a TV show. Yeah. You're in your contract, for the most part, you're not even really allowed to go off and do something else while you're on 
staff of the show. Right. You know, so how does it work for you guys when you guys are part of a group, especially a very popular branded group like that? Right. Did you have to put in your contract that you could still have the right to be solo or to work on other projects? Or how does that work for you guys? I'm just out of curiosity. You know, I don't know if we have a unique relationship or not, Mm -hmm. but... Terry and Cindy just support me, and okay. we just support each other to mm-hmm. do what we want to do. And we both, um, we all have our priorities, I think, in, in place. Mm-hmm. They are a priority for me. I'm mm-hmm. not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. I'm just doing something on the side and, okay. and allowing my creativity to, to express itself in another sure. way, sure. but not uh, to undermine. Because they, they were there. I mean, yeah. I mean, so it's not like they were like, oh, she out there doing a show. Like, bro, we're yeah, proud yeah. of you. Mm-hmm. You know, like, oh, you know, that that was, this is great. This one was cool. This one was awesome. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, they're, mm-hmm. they're in. So I think um, for us, it's just been support and respect. Okay. And as long as we give that to each other, I think we, we're cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Let me ask you a question about what's it like? Because I've danced for some big... I know. Didn't nobody You've been clowning. Um, <laughs> shut up, if girl. only. I need to bring you. Okay. Let, Let me ask you this. Mm-hmm. What's it like from your point of view? I'm usually in the back, right? Okay. But what's it like being up front? Yes. On these tours where you travel and, you know, you, you're in New York one day and you're in Chicago the next day. And, you know what I mean? What, what's that like to be on, on a big tour? You know, it's what's, fun. what's that feeling like? It's fun. How do you maintain giving them, you know, a show every day? I know. And then you have to you pack up I mean? and go to the next city and be and fresh and ready. Oh, and it's the same show. And it's the same show every night. <laughs> you know what? We have fun. Thank goodness we have a, I would consider a fun show. Mm-hmm. Okay. So when we get out there, we get to go out there and just have fun. A lot of people know the material that's mm-hmm. being, that's there. So the in, the crowd interaction is mm-hmm. awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> people being in the crowd just messing up their vocals. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, and they'd be like, <laughs> in, can, can we, can we sing the song? Can y'all let us sing the song? <laughs> Sometimes they do sing the song. They're in the mic on the They're in. Uh-huh. So I mean, I think um, allowing it to be fresh, because it is, Mm -hmm. New York is not Milwaukee, is Mm -hmm. not Florida, is Mm -hmm. not Oakland, Mm -hmm. Um, and gratitude, Mm -hmm. grateful to just get another chance to do it, Mm -hmm. Um, grateful to find maybe a moment that wasn't in last night's show, not because you're trying to create it, but just because it's there and recognize it, those things, being present about it and... um, yeah, just gratitude mm-hmm. for me. You know, thankful to do it another time and uh, to be doing what I love for mm-hmm. a living. Because mm-hmm. this Vogue is such an iconic group. I mean, people don't totally. realize, like, when they came out, they changed the game. It had been a long time since we had a quote unquote a girl group who could actually sing. Hello. Okay, let me mm-hmm. say that on one They were like the Supremes. They can sing S A N G G G G. They were like the Supremes. They were like the Supremes. They were like, you almost like R&B and hip hop at the same time, but beautiful and glamorous at the same time. So it was like a nice combination. The producers of that were smart. And it brought back, I mean, and not to say that, you know, you can wear whatever you wanted, but it was just like a classy, a sophistication. Like, I remember the first time we saw it and just listening to the music. Even now, the music holds up. Mm -hmm. And it just like, if you were to throw it on right now, you couldn't even tell. It was just amazing. And Mm -hmm. it was just like... Y'all just don't know some of the bad singing groups they had. Because back in the day, they were just throwing up anything. Anybody, mm-hmm. hey, they even had people lip syncing stuff. <laughs> and you come to find out what, that bitch wasn't singing that? <laughs> <laughs> Who was singing that? You know what I mean? It was because of videos. Because videos yeah. were everything. And it's about image. But it was like the first time we had a long, long time where it was like 
them sisters could sing. Mm-hmm. And I remember they used to come out and they would like, because you know, people would be like, mm, I don't know. But they would come out and do something <laughs> a cappella. Uh huh. To they let were y'all one of the know. First look, look, groups. look. Because they knew. I yes. knew they knew coming out. Like, y'all know yes. we look good. Uh-huh. But we're going to show you people that uh-huh. we're not bullshitting up okay. here. Three counts of eight, bitch. And we then they're going to don't even put no music on. Put the mics up. We gonna sing it so y'all know we for real. We not messing around exactly. and bringing that. It. it was. It just. It, it was a game changer because mm-hmm. then it was like you couldn't just have a girl group come out. Like you really had to sing because then we had like a certain level that you had to be. It was like in vogue. Mm-hmm. Can you come up to there? Mm-hmm. I don't think in a long time we've had a group like that. Women singers who can yeah. really sing had distinct personalities. Okay, oh, then they came fantastic. out with all these other groups like Sisters with Voices. You know, everybody trying to SVU, SUV, look, whatever. Like, look, look. When they get law and order and shit, I ain't, put, I ain't putting, I ain't putting folk down. I'm just saying. I'm just, saying. I'm just saying. They were trying. You gotta have hey. look, look. You uh-huh. got to have the whole package before you come out and try to put some music out. <laughs> I don't care how cute you are Because if they try to slide by Like no I'm, I said it You can put my name on it And stamp it on there This is it I'll fight so it I'll fight it I ain't scared I ain't scared So it was like So when you see that It's like In Vogue will never go out They were all Anytime they come around It's we'll be gone If I'm in town I'm like mm-hmm. oh, shit, In Vogue is coming out mm-hmm. You know Because those songs it, it, It's just It's just quality music mm-hmm. And we lack so much Good quality music With real singers People who are accomplished Who have studied music Once mm-hmm. again They have studied music they have listened to the great ones. Okay, she's going in. They, 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 go. they just go. showed up like I'm cute, so mm. here I is. Like, mm. no, it doesn't work like that. You need to understand music, different styles. You need to be able to sing all kinds. You just need. And I always think that people who've sung with groups or backup, because mm-hmm. I've just I've just rewatched uh, Twenty Feet from Stardom. Oh. oh my gosh, I love that film. That's such an awesome film. Mm. Because what those women say, like that that sound and that they're just mm-hmm. voice, like people who really know music and they mm-hmm. study music and they listen to music, they just come out to be cute. They're really there to put on a good show because mm-hmm. music is so powerful. And it, it, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but it's like certain songs that come on the radio, that's like the soundtrack. I can tell you where I was, what was going on with certain songs that come on. Mm-hmm. I can tell mm-hmm. you all kinds, like your whole life story could be mm-hmm. in music. How about And it? people forget how powerful that is. And it's like... You know, I just, good I just saw something interesting when I was driving here that makes me love life. Oh, tell me about Trip that. Uh oh. I mean, I almost get teary eyed when I think about it. Mm-hmm. Something this simple. I'm driving mm-hmm. in my car. You know me. I'm boom. I know. You got the boom. Sp- boom. I got reggae. <laughs> I, can, I can tell when you come in here, come here. And I turn to my right, and there's a lady, a man, whatever, and they're like this. Just you can see them yes. in the yes. car. They got the windows up, but they are just singing. Yes. And I just go, yeah. I just yeah. love that mm-hmm. shit. You know, yeah, music moves you. It does. Yes. Makes in the a world way. go round to mm-hmm. me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It takes you to the place, like you said. I remember right. where I was. Right. I remember who I was dating. Mm-hmm. I remember where, you know what I mean? I remember the car I was driving, whatever the now. fuck it was. And you go back to music too when you need, like, I have, like, in my playlist, I have different types of music. I have a, a playlist that's like gospel music mm-hmm. that, that the title of that playlist, When I Need Wisdom. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, or when it's yeah, like, okay, we about grown folk music. That's the mood. You know, the yeah, grown folk, you know? What does that mean? What you doing with the grown folk music? Grown folk music. What's in your what grown you folk music? Okay. I want to hear no, no. these three <laughs> joints. Okay. When I say, I'm talking about real grown folk. Like, uh-huh. not, I'm not talking about Motown way back then. I'm talking like 70s, 80s. Like songs like, 
If you go to any party, you throw this on. If you want me to, to stay, stay, I'll, I'll be, be around the way. Or, to or, or, be all right, then let me pull out my flashlight, flashlight, knee deep. <laughs> you know, or when you mentioned Denise Williams, yeah. silly, mm-hmm. silly, child, seventh grade. Mm-hmm. I can tell you his name, too. <laughs> what his name was? What his name, name? Uh-huh. <laughs> Look at her blushing. Look at her blushing. <laughs> his name was Shannon Holiday. Mm-hmm. Oh, shout out Shannon to Mr. Holiday. Okay. He had like. He sounds sexy, don't And it, it was the days when we had the jet, where it was kind of like the in between stage where it was Something like. like a not, film noir it, movie. Wait, wait, wait. It wasn't quite, it wasn't quite like Jerry Curls, but, but Froze oh, was still kind of in. And special. he had the dimples. Mm-hmm. And when Young Brothers, like, you, they didn't have to be cute. If you had a nice tight fro or a Jerry Curl, <laughs> you was in love. You was in love. It didn't Come take on. much, huh? Like a 14 year, 14 year old Michael Jackson and shit. You know what shit. I'm saying? <laughs> you Before can the be, nose, like, bitch. Before seriously, the nose. Seriously, you can be, you can be busted. But mm-hmm. if y'all curls, mm-hmm. come on now, was you like you know what you would love? Just that well is, grown. okay. Just well, just, just well just those that that makes your points go up. Yes, yes. Okay. so you know that's just on my playlist. <laughs> you know, and you have different music, and it's like I can put those on, and in any moment. People, you know, people who don't even know me or you're around the world. I know uh, recently they had a tag on on um, Twitter that was um, "Growing Up Black," mm-hmm. and everybody was tweeting things that they remember. Like this is, you know, when you're growing up black, these are things that we all do. For example, <laughs> for example, <laughs> raise your hand out in the audience <laughs> if you had when you visited your grandmommy's house. She got one room. It might be your mama too. She got a room in the house, one room. Everything's covered in plastic. You better not go in that room. Mm-hmm. And, so, and if you did get a chance to sit on it, you sweat and you're stuck <laughs> you to the plastic, stuck. but you better not mess up nothing. You better not hear shoes. You on. better not. Me- just nothing. You know, just certain things. Or oh, you got that, the, the, the light, street lights come on. Don't let those streets light come on and you ain't getting home yet. Hold on, hold on. Why am I looking at Anna Kate with her little young self? <laughs> <laughs> She's like, what are y'all talking about? <laughs> now, there's some universals. There's some universals, but there's certain things. And, and, and a lot of times, a lot of, it was music. For example, you know, we talk about music and how it, how it means to people. And it's just, you know, when, when you find good singers and like Rona, like well-rounded, a pure mm-hmm. entertainer, been trained, you know, you've got that whole thing. You mm-hmm. just it's just a precious thing. It really is precious, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. And when you have people like you are just quality. Okay. And quality is so rare, I'm telling you. Like I love going to see singers like I like seeing people I don't even know. Mm-hmm. Because I always know I'm gonna get something that I wasn't expecting. And when they're first starting out and they're pure, they're just it's just a wonderful thing. Music is just that powerful for me. Mm-hmm. And there are people out there who have been seasoned, yes, but they just didn't get that break. Oh, yes. I know. For those reasons are right. I know so many talented yes. people mm-hmm. where you're just like mouth dropping mm-hmm. talent and you're like what? I know, I know, at, I know. And who knows? But they're mm-hmm. out there, so mm-hmm. support that talent out there, man. Let me ask mm-hmm. you a question. Yeah. Now, because you started writing songs when you were like younger, right? Probably, yeah. Do Do you find yourself writing songs for because you love writing songs? Do you find yourself writing them to be more in control of your career and your life, <clears throat> or they just inspire you to write? Like, mm-hmm. what What are you finding? I think I've experienced all three okay. scenarios. With this last scenario, for example, I needed to write mm-hmm. to get my own self-expression out, and I'm gl- grateful that I have the ability to write mm-hmm. so that I can do that. Mm-hmm. Also, yes, we are so DIY now, do it yourself. Yes. Mm-hmm. So if you don't have a team, you could be stuck trying to find somebody to fit your personality mm-hmm. self and who you are just to even get an right. expression out mm-hmm. of you. Right. Um, 
But I don't think about it necessarily from the standpoint of like, I got to control my stuff. Mm -hmm. It just happens to be a byproduct of the fact that I'm willing to step up and do for myself and I have the ability to do it. Right. Mm -hmm. Right. So it works out. Mm -hmm. But I mean, if I knew somebody who could write their face off and they had a song for me, I'd sing it. Mm -hmm. I got one for you right now. What you got? I got to give it to you later. (laughs) 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 Okay. Okay. That was a jam right there. Jam. Jam. (laughs) (laughs) I got it. That's on still. You throw that on, please. Please. We will start breaking out. Did y'all start Okay, wait, wait, wait. Y'all be thinking it's a scene from New Jack City. Like, what? Talking about dancing the club scene. Wait a minute, hold on. Why is Anna Kate looking like? What are y'all talking about? Take my notes. And that's it. <laughs> I'm having some of this. Don't hit me, girl. Oh, my goodness. So good. My goodness. <laughs> my goodness. <laughs> um, y'all, yes. stupid. So, okay, let's go a little personal for a second. Let's go personal. So, mm-hmm. I heard that you said, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, <laughs> Bring it. No, but seriously. So, the, at the event the other night, yes. you mentioned something about, um, you know, writing these songs and whatever because the last seven years have been up and down and whatever, something like that to the nature. Can you can you go into a little more detail about what you were talking about? Sure. <clears throat> I misspoke when I said seven years. Okay. It started in 2007. Oh, okay. Five years is probably more mm-hmm. close to what it was. Mm-hmm. I called it the winter mm-hmm. in my life. So mm-hmm. what happened? Basically, I, it probably was about 2006. Do you guys remember this underground uh, hit movie called The Secret. Yes. Okay, so this is when yes. about the time of The Secret came out. Now, <clears throat> prior to The Secret, I had already been in like esoteric, uh, you know, mm-hmm. teachings and all that mm-hmm. stuff. And it was off and on thing for Chopper's me. cousin. Mm. <laughs> Whatever, right? So I remember when they when they put this movie together, kind of just made it, you know, they, they put it together well. It made it sexy to, mm. to be, you know, talking about the law of attraction. Mm-hmm. But this particular moment in my life I was doing all right with myself, and, mm-hmm. I, and I could see this grand future for me. I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, I, got, I want this, I want that, you know. I just, I'm moving in this direction. So I decided to um, take the bull by the horn, so to speak, and my girlfriend and I, were, we put ourselves on a challenge to watch The Secret every day for like a month. Wow, wow. Well done. Okay. And I was like, I'm doing some serious mental reprogramming. Mm-hmm. I'm going to plant a real vision, and I'm walking towards this vision. <laughs> <laughs> So, <laughs> so what happened was what had happened was what happened was that was in October. <laughs> Tell it down. Circa 2006 November. <laughs> after I had watched it every day several times a day, no television several in between. Times a day. Wow, no TV. I you was, was so going. I was, oh, I was hardcore. Mm-hmm. Damn. I, when I tell you it felt like a whirlwind hit my my life. Mm-hmm. It was like. Mm -hmm. Boom, explosion. Mm -hmm. Investments falling off. Mm. uh, Relationships leaving. Mm -hmm. Things just started crumbling, what would appear to be crumbling in front of me. What? Mm -hmm. But at the time, Mm -hmm. when you're going through it, Mm -hmm. it can be one of the scariest things you've ever been through. Because Mm -hmm. I'm like, what just happened? I was totally turned in this direction where things were so bright and fabulous. And right now, I'm just scrambling to catch up with from getting behind the eight ball. Mm -hmm. I got to get from behind the eight ball. Mm -hmm. So things just started falling apart. 
I dealt with uh, the toughest financial times I've ever mm-hmm. really dealt with. Mm-hmm. Maybe my second toughest. You said 2007? No, the, this was the worst. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because yeah, I was during the crash, wasn't it? Right? Right. It was right okay. during that yeah. time. Okay. And this yes. was the decline. Because remember, 2008 was more when everybody started dealing with the recession yeah. right. or whatever. So I started to feel the, the initial hit of that. But it wasn't because of the reception, okay. recession. It was mm-hmm. because <laughs> I was green. <laughs> <laughs> and you know they say that That's honest, I love that yeah. <laughs> People, the people that might do you the most wrong Might mm-hmm. be the closest to you mm-hmm. And that's what happened to mm-hmm. me I, I decided to what be What are you? Okay what are you? <laughs> I'm going to need you to take those earrings okay. off Get the back Okay <laughs> <laughs> They um, changed some things mm. And what I thought was happening wasn't happening. Mm-hmm. And so I was stuffed holding a lot of bags mm-hmm. and they walked away from them. Mm-hmm. And I had to figure out how to get rid of those bags. Mm-hmm. And then I had to clean up after those bags because mm-hmm. things were dropping everywhere. So I, I dealt with probably one of the most scary times. Mm-hmm. And because of how damaging it was at the time, it took years Mm-hmm. I'm still cleaning up some of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It took years to just kind of like pull my. Would you need a broom or some mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then on top of it, uh, I ended up leaving the group because they just. Dis- oh, I'm sorry. I ended up leaving uh, in Vogue because mm-hmm. they decided to do a, a reunion of the original members. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so this was an unexpected turn, kind of mm-hmm. unexpected. You know, I wasn't prepared for it. Mm-hmm. And. Um, when I finally hit a certain time in between those five years of my winter, I hit what I would call as a drought. Mm-hmm. I couldn't get the door of opportunity to open. It was looking at me like, <laughs> <laughs> what, you, what you want? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nothing was happening. Wow. And I remember feeling like, am I changing my entire career? Mm-hmm. Like, am I done? Mm-hmm. I love hearing these stories. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I thought... And for a second, I treated it that way, like mm-hmm. I was done. Wow. And um, done at nineteen. Ain't that okay. Ah, <laughs> yeah, let you tell it. <laughs> so I, I remember I um, I had to get my first nine to five at thirty five years old. Really? Yes, I did. That is humble. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Wow. Yes, mm-hmm. I did. And um, I remember that I was lucky enough to find it with. A buddy at the time mm-hmm. who was doing uh, something that I was already interested in, which was alternative medicine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So it was herbs and mm-hmm. uh, uh, all the things that deal with metaphysics and then, and then beyond that, mm-hmm. whatever. So, you know, things that were interesting enough for me to um, dedicate myself wholeheartedly. And then I started to think, well, in what way, and this is how the personal power coach was birthed, um, I said, what can I do with my life that will still bring me joy? Because mm-hmm. I had to find authentic happiness. There was no way I could right. go through life and not right. find something that really spoke to my heart. Because mm-hmm. I've been doing something my entire life that spoke to my heart. It was mm-hmm. nat- came mm-hmm. to me naturally. So it's like, i got to find something authentic. Because this door ain't opening mm-hmm. no more. Mm-hmm. i got to interrupt you. Yeah. Keep that thought. Yes. I don't mean to interrupt mm-hmm. this thought. Because you're getting in right now. And I love it. I just got to say this. Mm-hmm. To the lame person out there. We see somebody like you who can sing like you. You assume, oh, please, she could go into Capitol Records tomorrow and just boom. It ain't that easy, mm-hmm. is it? No. Wow. Because now you're 35. Huh? There's now you're th- meaning at the point. Yeah, at Now the time. you're 35. Yes. Right? Even though you still got the vocals. Yes. Right? 
but you're not 25 anymore. Nope. Or 20, which is what they probably rather have anyway. Yeah. So, you're so now you're dealing with blank that. slate green. Yeah. Because you just assume, oh, well, that person can sing like this. They probably could just, blah, blah, blah. you know what I mean? Uh, there's some uh, speed bumps in a way. Hello? <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Interesting. Hello. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. No, don't be sorry. Go ahead and pad it. <laughs> 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 but, after, but during that time, what I didn't do was waste my winter. Hmm. I knew I was in a winter. But this time I said, okay, what, again, mm-hmm. what did you do to put yourself in this position? Mm-hmm. This did not happen Take overnight. Responsibility. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. That's how I kept my power about myself. Mm-hmm. So I said, what did you do? I said, I remember when I came, um, this was back in 2002 mm-hmm. probably, um, I remember coming away from a, a play at the time that really worked my self-esteem, really worked me. The, the star that I was with was mm-hmm. like, oh my gosh. To, to work mm-hmm. at the time with that was pretty difficult. But I mm-hmm. made it through and I learned a lot about myself and I learned a lot about, um, you know, I always had great work ethic. Mm-hmm. So I would always put forth. Oh, you're, you're a pro. Oh, thank you. I'm telling you, working with you on the set, easy to work with, no problems, no, ooh, it's too hot in here, no nothing. Mm-hmm. Oh, I appreciate <laughs> you know I mean? that. Thank you. <laughs> Look, we went so far. I'm, like, I'm just going to tell the kids. Okay. We went so far as to, we had a beautiful spread for, for lunch. This heifer over here didn't even eat. I didn't even know you didn't eat because somebody ate all the seafood, right? We had a big old thing. Everybody got all the seafood. I was like, what do you mean she didn't eat? And they were like, oh, she didn't eat. I was like, somebody go to the store, get the kids some food, okay? <laughs> Find out what she want. <laughs> Find out what you want. Did I not personally come up yes, to you? Yes, you did, and I appreciate that. You know that was very kind of you. I was like, there is no way she's going the whole day. Because now she on her little special little diet and stuff. Anyway, I said... Shout out to the special diets <laughs> in the building. Shout, shout out to the 20-inch waist. I know what you're talking about. Gotta keep it tight, keep it right. Okay. <laughs> little skinny thing. I see you. <laughs> Go ahead, baby. I'm sorry. So, so I looked back, and I remember coming off of this play in particular. Mm-hmm. And I remember saying, I'm taking a break. Because it wore me out spiritually Mm -hmm. and mentally. And then, of course, physically, we had been on the road maybe eight months out of that year, eight shows a week. That's a lot of work. You know? It's like Broadway. Yes, that's a lot of work. And you're traveling, it's not just one place. You're picking up every Monday and you're going to a new city. Mm -hmm. So, I remember chilling, and I remember it didn't happen overnight. My disciplines just started, I just started chipping away Hmm. at my discipline. Things that I normally might be on top of out. Lex about it a little mm-hmm. bit. I may not have let it go completely, but sure. maybe mm-hmm. I lax a little bit. Mm-hmm. But if you keep doing this over time, that gap starts to expand itself. Mm-hmm. And even though at in this time I have picked up my Vogue gig mm-hmm. and blah blah blah, I remember starting to get complacent. I used to. I, there were times before I got my record deal, um, which is why I believe that I traveled the world with it. Mm-hmm. I saw myself in these huge arenas mm-hmm. performing to people, and maybe it also had to play out with my Vogue experience because mm-hmm. I wasn't done mm-hmm. yet experiencing mm-hmm. these visions that I had planted. I would get up in the morning, I'd meditate, I'd go through all my little ritualistic mm-hmm. things that I mm-hmm. like to do to prepare myself, right. you know, and then. Vision, mm-hmm. and I would see that vision all the time, every day, every day. Make That's like you on the beach. Self, I'm telling you, <laughs> self visualize. Mm-hmm. You got to. Mm-hmm. 
it, you're writing your script. Yes. You know, this is what's pointing you in the right. picture compass. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, boom, I would entertain my compass. I stopped doing things like that. I stopped mm-hmm. making the deposits in my mm-hmm. soil. I stopped watering my seeds, you know, with mm-hmm. my attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. Th- those things. And so when I looked back, I said, that's what happened. You weren't making deposits anymore. You weren't writing your story. Not mm-hmm. to say you're going to write it the way it's going to specifically be. you sure. got to let the most high come in and, and got to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know way more than what I could you know, experience mm-hmm. and how big my vision can grow into. I just want to give you the little seed to work with. Right, right. I wasn't planning them. Interesting. So <clears throat> I end up in this drought. That's good awareness, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people are not even self-aware like yeah. that. They sit around wondering, like, what the hell happened? Mm-hmm. And at least you can at least pinpoint, like, this is what it is. Because right. it gives you power to plan. Okay, this how am I going to get out of this? Hello. Mm-hmm. You, you just said yeah. it, you know? Yeah. I think that people, um, sometimes they don't take responsibility for themselves because one, it can be scary. You yes. got to look at your own stuff. Like you said, fear is so debilitating. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But in the same breath, just like what you said, it's empowering to take responsibility for yourself because, mm-hmm. hey, now you know you can get yourself out. Mm-hmm. You're not looking at someone or right. something outside of yourself right. to move your mountain. Right. You can do it. Right. Mm-hmm. But you just got to be willing to take responsibility. You got to pick up it. that shovel, girl. Uh, uh, hello? <laughs> <laughs> Real talk. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I, I just said, okay, so here I am. Fast forward. Look at what I'm doing. So I didn't waste my winter. Mm-hmm. I started to study the champions. Mm-hmm. I'm like, who else is successful in these other? Mm. lines of work that I can see what they did, how they did it, how are they succeeding? And then I realized, oh, you were unconsciously creating like a champion. Mm. Back in the day, I was doing what they were doing without Mm. knowing I was doing it. Mm. Now I had to deliberately create. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. So then I said, okay, now you got to put yourself on a regimen. You got to get some habits out of the way that aren't Mm -hmm. serving you anymore. You got to get into some different ritualistic behavior because we're creatures of habit. So if I got a bad pattern going... Can you, can you give her a little bit of that sprinkle, ah! sprinkle in there? Sprinkle in there. Laying her hands. <laughs> it's conscious living. It's conscious. A lot of people are living unconsciously because they're just going rote and just doing things. But when it's, it's that, like you're talking about, it's that conscious doing the intention. Doing yes. it. Doing it. Intentional living, yes. Mm-hmm. So that's what happened. Mm-hmm. I, um, I changed some habits. I would... Uh, I. I took myself away from a lot of the stimuli that was kind of distracting me mm-hmm. in a way that wasn't serving. So she stopped dating 50 Cent. I know. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> I, I rarely, if now never, I don't watch TV. Mm-hmm. Really? I would, no. At all? No. At all, at all? No. I mean, I will watch it if, like, let's say there's something coming on and I want to know what that is, mm-hmm. like an award show or somebody's like, Ron, you got to see the special. Mm-hmm. I'll turn it on. Okay. Usually it's for my guests right. because I'm too busy trying to do what I need to do okay. to put me on. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, I just, I just, but sometimes you have to go, dram- you have to go drastic in order, mm-hmm. when you're a creature of habit mm-hmm. and when we're used to operating in a pattern, you got to like, Renegade with it, mm-hmm. okay. and and if you really are looking to move something, then you really got to make a big change. Mm-hmm. You want to see a big change, make a big change. Mm-hmm. So that's what I did. Made a big change. Went to this job, and initially it was like this part time job. Mm-hmm. And so I went there, and I was like, okay, when I go, whatever I do, I'm going to give a hundred percent. You got to like bring your best to everything that you do, mm-hmm. because then they, there's a quote out there that says, "How you do anything is how you do everything." 
Oh, I believe that. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I was like, all right, so I got to bring my best to everything. Mm-hmm. Even if it's a menial looking job, right. mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to bring my best to it. And so I ended up expanding my responsibilities at this job. Mm-hmm. And I got probably four <laughs> raises in a year. Wow. Mm-hmm. Okay. Just to, not to say everybody's going to, results are going to be the same. Right. But just to say I'll that. I'll tell them that's what's going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, you can, you can make a mark. And you can make yourself more valuable mm-hmm. and you can make yourself feel more worthy to receive it when you bring that kind of behavior to your place of work, right? So I started to do that and I was constantly, I would wake up in the morning with some motivation, mm-hmm. go to sleep with, I mean, I was like, I got to get rid of some stuff and mm-hmm. plant some new seeds immediately. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about what can I do to create another job for myself that would that I would feel good about. And I naturally gave advice to people. I naturally mm-hmm. whatever. So then I ended up in this like personal power coaching thing because I was like, while I'm helping myself, mm-hmm. I'm going to help some other people. I started a blog, okay. <laughs> you know. Mm-hmm. I started a blog. I wrote my first book. And the only, the re- way that I did that was the guy that I was working with was like, Ro, you should write books. And I was like, a book? Mm-hmm. That sounded really daunting. Very. But he said, you know, a book is two pages. And I was like, two pages? He was like, yeah, you could write e- e-books. And I was like, e-book? Mm-hmm. So then it just made me feel like I was capable. Mm-hmm. And I said, that makes sense for me because I, I'm very concise in my mm-hmm. writing style. I'm not, you know, verbose unless right. I have to be. Right. And I was like, well, th- I could write many books. That fits my style. Mm-hmm. And so my first book was probably 20 pages long. Mm-hmm. Was that like a novella or was that not long enough? How long is yeah, it? Yeah, well, it's, it can be a short story. Like 20 pages okay. is usually like a short story. Okay. Mm-hmm. That's what Lisa in, does in literature, lot, yeah, yeah, in literature. Yeah, in literature, yeah. And mm-hmm. it's nonfiction. So, mm-hmm. I mean, that was my first book and mm-hmm. I was proud what of that. What was that called? Like, Tell made, the people. Got motivation, how to stay motivated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it was right where I was, right mm-hmm. in my life. Mm-hmm. What am I using to keep myself going? Mm-hmm. I was speaking from my present tense. Mm-hmm. And then I wrote the next book, which was Find and Pursue Your Passion, even with a regular job, which is wow. exactly what I was doing. Oh, yeah. And I used to go home and moonlight with my, uh, um, moonlighting is like, Taking some sidebar time to mm-hmm. focus on your other venture. So anybody mm-hmm. that's in a nine to five job, you got your one job you go to, but then when you get home, don't drop the ball in your dreams. Mm-hmm. And I would even have like, even though I didn't know if I would sing or act again, I would always vocalize because mm-hmm. if you stay ready, you don't have to get ready, right? I didn't know mm-hmm. what I was preparing for. I'm sorry, say that one more again. Okay. <laughs> if you stay ready, ready, you don't have, have to, to get, get ready. ready. <laughs> and I okay. wasn't singing anywhere at the time. Yeah. I just vocalized every day. That was on my to-do list. Mm-hmm. And so, and then um, I always would still see that. And then I would make sure I worked out because I had to keep my, I probably ate the best. I was making the least money I'd made and I was <laughs> eating the best I'd ever eaten. Wow. Interesting. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. On the cheap. On, on the cheap. cheap. Yeah. And then I wrote a book called Eating Healthier for Less. Oh, you better okay. do it, girl. <laughs> I was like, let me help him out. Here's what I like. You're using everything in a personal thing and turning it into something, right? right. You know what yes. I mean? Right. That's deep. Right. That's good. I like so that. that. Was She's that. like, I don't it's have Nick- no money, but I'm eating no, no. But it's <laughs> there was a book about... But it's like when we talk about when we talk about in screenwriting, making yourself the expert of exactly. what it is that you're writing. Like exactly. you're the expert, you know what you're talking about because mm-hmm. you lived through it and you know it and you're putting it out there. Oh. So yeah. Yeah. Like Anna Kate is a former ballet dancer. Oh my goodness. Oh, it's beautiful too. And um she did this one. I know you can't speak. I speak for you, girl. She did <laughs> she she showed me this really, really beautiful was it LA ballet? What was it? Los Angeles Ballet. Mm-hmm. She oh, made this cool. beautiful like in house um um, what do you call it? Uh, industrial promo, promo oh, right, form? Uh-huh. It's beautiful. And, but it comes from 
what she does. Right. You know, she's a former ballet dancer in New York and all these other places. Oh, wow. You know, so, I mean, just beautiful. And it really shows what she does. And, like, I'm, I'm reading her new script now, and it's former ballet dancer, you know, whatever. So why not use it? I love dance you know movies, I mean? dance yeah. this thing, especially you know? <laughs> with, like, ballet. Oh. Mm-hmm. Hmm. But go ahead. I'm sorry. That's beautiful. Mm-hmm. I just had to segue. So she. No, knew. that's awesome. And congratulations <laughs> you, on writing you. and mm-hmm. bringing that, like making the world marry one another. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. great, man. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, somebody's trying. You see, to... black folks, y'all. Black folks. <laughs> <laughs> Don't you wish I was professional? She heard me say, "Turn your phone off." <laughs> <laughs> ain't nobody. I said praise is light. Okay, We're going to bring this in. We're going to bring this in here, okay? All right. You see, you see she, she got rid of the TV, but the heifer didn't get rid of the phone. You see what I'm talking about? Girl, I'm still connected, y'all. Don't think I'm still disconnected. connected. <laughs> I just control my, yes. you know, Very, stimuli. Yes. Anyway. <laughs> uh, beyond... So anyway, I did that. I wrote the uh, eating, eating Healthier for Less. So that's the third the third. That's book. the third book. Okay. And then by the time I was leaving the job, it was almost like spirit was moving me out naturally. Mm-hmm. And In Vogue came back into my life. Mm-hmm. Oh, really? And um, you didn't feel some kind of way about that? <laughs> no, you know. Uh, by that time, you was like, okay. Uh, but you, yeah, like, um, thank God for just... Being willing to be open to life and mm-hmm. let go of things that mm-hmm. don't, what is it? You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it was so natural. Okay. It was like, a, I needed what yeah. I went through. Yeah. You know how people say that. You go through it's it. It's true. At the I time. believe that. Yeah. Like yes. I, I, was com- I was getting complacent. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was not planting seeds. Uh, there were things that I wanted for myself that I was no longer doing okay. in order to achieve it. So mm-hmm. it's like, well, well I got to shake you up, kid. You're not mm-hmm. paying attention. Mm-hmm. I done tried to give you some hints over the last 10 years, you, mm-hmm. tri- you know, five, five years. Mm-hmm. You tripping. I'm going to have to shake you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I got shook. Mm-hmm. And then now, even if I hit another winter, because, you know, life goes in cycles, oh, whatever. Still hit go, right, whatever. Mm-hmm. But now I'm bringing this whole wealth of, of wisdom and, and life experience with me. Right. And we talk about that happiness yes. you were talking about earlier. Yeah. It's like, I, I mean, if we go in cycles, I got, I'm going to accept that. So, okay, cool. I'm going to go through that. But mm-hmm. at least I got this stuff with me right. now. Right. You now you got I mean? shit that's going to be able to make you handle it Help during me, the winter. Man. Right. You know, right. it's still going to be a little spring instead of the winter. Right. You Right. Hey. Right. So I mean, I'm grateful for it. I needed it. I was off track with myself. Okay. It is what it is, mm-hmm. you know. And now things are what they are, and I'm <clears throat> working with them. And I just released the solo EP. Mm-hmm. I'm still right. I got a fifth book coming. Nice. My fourth book was Beyond the w- a Wish: How to Discover the Champion Within. That's like my stories and stuff or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then now it's is um, all that on like Amazon and stuff like that. Yeah. So okay. people can get all those books. Okay. They can. Okay. Cool. They can. Or visit we'll, we'll, we'll post them on the page. Okay. You know, all of them. Are cool. On the Facebook page. Cool, man. Okay. And then now I have uh, Beyond the Fear, uh, real stories of inspiration while facing illness and adversity. Oh, mm-hmm. nice. And my, um, my dad just passed away from mesothelioma lung cancer. Oh, That's wow. like a kind Sorry of a... Yeah. And I even had my own cancer scare last year that mm-hmm. I speak about in the book. Mm-hmm. I've had several. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How about that? You mm-hmm. know? And then I didn't even realize that everybody I was interviewing the book had dealt with some form of cancer. What mm-hmm. kind of disease? Mm-hmm. And not even the same. There's breast cancer, mm-hmm. prostate, right. mesothelioma, melanoma. Mm-hmm. Test- so mm-hmm. all of these things, right? It's and, and then I just got a email two days ago, mm-hmm. and I haven't published yet. So mm-hmm. I'm going to update her section of the book for Cancer Clear, 
mm-hmm. prognosis. And based on what she shared with me, mm-hmm. what she's doing, how she's been handling her experience with cancer, mm-hmm. it is so mm-hmm. powerful. Wow. So I'm very proud of this mm-hmm. book. Now, are you just um, promoting these books on your own, like on your website and everything like that? Or yeah. how are you... Uh, just on my website, and then if I go and do a motivational speech, you know, if I go mm-hmm. speak somewhere, I'll take some books with me, but I don't have like some major. I'm self-published. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's digital outlets and at my website. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Tell people the website. What is it? RonaBennett.com. Okay. You better be promoting. Hey, okay. Come visit you better me. get it out. <laughs> well, definitely. Come visit me at RonaBennett.com if you want a paperback, a hard copy, and I sign it and okay. give you a special message nice. for me. Nice. That's cute. That's cute. Hmm. <laughs> 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 doing everything. You got something, girl? Go ahead. No, I was just saying, just well-rounded, writing books. I just think that, you know, it's one of those, those, like I said, what was it? What's the word for it? An oct- more than something threat. Eight, nine, ten, you know, actress, writer, singer, everything. And then I always love it when artists give back, when they talk about what they've been through, because I don't think we really have really good mentorship. No. A lot of people that are coming up, and it's always mm-hmm. good to have people who've been through some things and say, hey, here are some some tips and some things to help you along the way, too. So I'm really, really excited about you putting Thank books out you. there Thank and you. just telling people, you know, this is what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, especially with that whole situation, you talk about that. We always talk about the dark night of the soul moment, that five-year winter period. <laughs> and you know what? Man. Sometimes winter, you know, all it is, all it is is just getting ready to bloom for spring. That's all it is. Hello. It's just Some, a little Sometimes fa- it just lasts a little longer. Yeah, you know it just I mean? lasts a little longer. Yeah, but it's lasting long because you ain't figured this shit out. Come yeah. on now. Everything you were supposed to get, you ain't got. Okay. I told you to turn off the TV day one, then. Okay. You didn't turn it off the 60 days later. <laughs> <laughs> we could have been done with this okay. in November. <laughs> so you want to keep true. going, bitch. So you want to keep going. You so <laughs> silly. You so silly. Mm-mm-mm. That's what's up. Well, thank you so much for being here with us. Thank you for we having me. We have fun with you. Me too. You know, Love chatting, good information. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, to have you back again when we talk about the movie when we come out. Yes. Because um, you know you're going to be in the feature film when we do the feature film. Um, oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yes, thank we you. already turning that roll up for your funky ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, gotta be she can handle it. She can handle it. <laughs> and shout out to the Derek brothers too. Mm-hmm. So um, thank you again. This rocked. It was mm-hmm. very good. Mm-hmm. Thank you very yeah. much. I feel like I've known you forever already. Yay. Isn't that a true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, man. Yeah, we'll be having some good conversations. We'll be going in. <laughs> so um Tell people one more time where they can find you at if you're on Twitter and anything besides your in your website. Just say that again. Absolutely. You can find me on a lot of the social media outlets. Um, on Twitter, it's Miss R&B. So that's M-I-S-S-R, the letter N, and B. Uh, trying to create some fa- yeah. <laughs> well you know some people be like aren't Miss Rhythm and Blues actually my name is Rona Bennett so mm-hmm. I got mm-hmm. it honest there you go <laughs> okay <laughs> an official Miss R&B um, is my Instagram okay. oh and, she official like she is no, okay. <laughs> <laughs> and I think you know Facebook I have like three pages my, the personal page is full but I think there are two fan pages and I can't quite remember and one of them might be official Miss R&B and, oh Rona Roe Bennett I don't know just look me up <laughs> she's like I don't I'm all use over the place <laughs> you'll find it wait is there a separate Facebook page for your ebooks or just under the I just keep them at RonaBennett.com okay. very good okay yeah mm-hmm. cool mm-hmm. Lisa where you at girl 
Oh, you know where I am. I'm always on Twitter. Or this you can... one right here, okay? You on Twitter a lot? I'm on Twitter enough. What I need to know? This one right here. What? What you doing? I'm Nothing. Tell the truth. <laughs> tell no. The, tell I, the just, I just interact. That's all. I'm just very interactive with Twitter. You talk a lot of doo-doo, don't you? No. Okay, she, I do. Let me tell you. <laughs> this, this one is a cinephile, okay? So if there's a movie out that don't go the way she wanted to go, oh, this bitch, you got something to say. No, that's, that's, that's what a movie critic oh, does. They love you. <laughs> anyway, you can find yeah, me on Twitter. She's a staff writer, Bitch Flicks. They, so, you know, yeah. they so talk you, about you, movies. You can and find shit, me so. on Twitter. You can that's find me saying. on Bitch Flicks. Uh, the latest piece I have out, um, shout out to Liz Garbus for doing the fantastic uh, What Happened, Miss Simone. Um, that's my latest piece. I wrote about have that documentary. That? Oh, my God. On Netflix? Nina Girl. Simone. Oh, it's on Netflix. Go get it. Go watch it. Go did, watch it. Um, Zoe, do the, did she play it? No, no. This is no, the documentary. this is the documentary. This is the documentary with yeah. the actual Nina Simone. So that's what I'm talking. seeing. Yeah. So what you're yeah. seeing is Nina herself. I thought it was what you were talking about, too, until yeah. she told me. No, yeah. no. And it's say, okay. the, Liz Garbus actually took footage of Nina Simone herself. Yeah. So the, it's not one of those, those documentaries where, like... People just kind of sit back and talk about Nina mm-hmm. Simone, or if, if if Nina were still alive, where she's kind of reflect. Mm-hmm. It's Nina herself. It's film, and they just Liz Liz is amazing. She put it together, and basically, it's Nina Simone telling. And they use archival uh, her journals, oh, so you see her actual words, what she was thinking at the moment when stuff was happening. Mm. It's it's one of the most powerful documentaries ever. So I had to watch it like four times. I had to. I had to. Cr- wait, wait. I had because it, it's because her music and what she did, especially when you're talking about the civil rights movement, what's going on, a lot of stuff that's mm-hmm. happening now. It's so relevant. And it's so powerful. Like literally, I have to watch it through and cry three times for her <laughs> because she was not. She did not get her due, mm-hmm. and she was above. But she had a she had a very important role to play. And mm-hmm. literally, she talks about all she wanted to be was a um, the first black classical pianist. Mm-hmm. She never got to be. Yes, she never got to do that because of racism, of course. Mm-hmm. And that's all she wanted to oh, do. There's no such thing. But yeah, and she that's all she ever wanted to oh, do. Lord. But you know how you said the dream that you wanted, but that her journey channeled her into something else that I think is even more powerful because I think if she had been a classical pianist, mm-hmm. I don't think her impact would have been felt as much as what they she needed. It. So sometimes you think I'm supposed to be going this way, mm-hmm. okay? And the world shows you someplace else that's more important because she's so relevant, yes. so relevant. So if you have not, I'm telling you, run, don't walk, watch that documentary. Mm-hmm. All right, that's what's up. And I am your host, Hilliard Guest, and you guys can find me on Twitter at Hilliard Guest or don't be giving me that look. I didn't say anything. Mm-hmm. See, I, I didn't, didn't trust look. You. I'm just listening to I don't you. Trust you. Okay, in my mind, I was saying he said Twitter. <laughs> what is fake cockney accent over there you know what I mean um, <laughs> or you guys can follow the show at screenwriters rr or um please give us a, do us a favor we really really need i keep forgetting to say it we need a five-star review y'all on about to say twitter again <laughs> on itunes give us a five-star review it helps with the metrics um puts us up I keep saying I want to get up to like the top 200, but I'm like, damn, I want to be in the top 10. Mm-hmm. That's know? right. Why not put you know? it out That's there? Right. Put it out That's there. right. That's right. Yes. God damn it, they don't know who he is. What? <laughs> 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 and a special shout out to all the countries out there. You guys know who you are. All the, um, I was about to say all the states. Yeah, all the states, right? Uh, yeah, that's, yeah, the United States has states. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what happens when you don't go to college. You know, right. no membership. That's all right. <laughs> I can write a script. We're though. gonna shake that off. Uh, <laughs> look, look, let me tell you something funny. So, 
My partner Scott uh, teases me all the time because we'll be talking about New York, and I'm like, "Ain't that by like New Orleans or some shit?" You know what? <laughs> he'll be on the floor. Very you know special. What? I do that as a joke, though. I know where New Orleans is, right? Next to Colorado. You know what I'm saying? It's next to Seattle or some shit, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! All my Southern folks, I apologize. Exactly. <laughs> I apologize. I really do. We just being silly. <laughs> so y'all gonna join me at 2015. So you know how we do it on the rant room. Mm-hmm. On the show, we keep it street. What? We keep it opinionated. Do we? we keep it what? 2015. Peace, y'all. Peace. Ciao. Yeah, man, I got something to get off my chest. Everyone got one. What's your opinion? This is the rant room. Tons won't be bitten. Ain't no rules. Just spill it. And anybody can get it. No limit. We get to kill it. You tune in to the thrillers. And no, ain't no stopping. Any topic. Even the random. It's brand. I hope that you're ready. We entering in the zone soon. We only grow shit. Welcome to the rant room. Uh, that's it. That's all I got to say. <laughs>